Blog Talk Radio. Well, good afternoon. Today is Saturday, December 30th, 2017, and this is The Secret Math of Money, presented by Evil Bunny Consulting. I'm your host, Tyrone Griffin, and these are all the things we should have learned in high school but didn't. Welcome, everybody. Uh, I know I've been away for a little while, and I can't say when I'll be back on a regular basis, like I told you before. I don't want to start repeating. I don't want to start just rehashing the same thing over and over. So this show and Mother Pack podcast, I uh, do when I, when I can, when I think of something I think is worthwhile talking about. So anyway, today's show, last one of the year. This is the last show of the year, last Saturday of the year. Um, and I want to talk about financial resolutions, New Year's resolutions. You know, everybody makes New Year's resolutions and, and you know, First week of January, first month, they stick with them, and then after that, they don't stick with the New Year's resolutions anymore. So let's talk about financial New Year's resolutions. What are the things that I think you should be doing? Now, you got your own. Feel free to type them in. You want to type in, and we'll talk about them. But here's the ones I came up with. But, again, these are just my thoughts. Take them for as a grain of salt. Uh, this show is meant to entertain. I am not certified planner, financial analyst, or anything like that. So anything I say, take with a grain of salt. Do your own research. I encourage you to do your own research on anything I say that you, you find interesting, okay? So with that said, caveat out of the way, nobody's going to sue me. The first financial resolution is put something away every paycheck. Now, people have quoted this as they, they stated this as, you know, pay yourself first. And, yeah, if you can. You know, it's great to say I'm going to put away $100 a check before I do anything else, and then you get your lights cut off, okay? So pay yourself something. Put something away every check, even if it's $10. Try your best to put something away. And maybe if you, if you can't find that you can't put something away, we go through some of these other uh, resolutions. Maybe it will help you find some money. Okay, so the first thing is if you can, try to put something away every paycheck. You get 26 checks a year or 52, however you get paid, but try to put something. Put it in a jar. Put it somewhere. Just put $5. Here, put $5 in there. If you put $5 a check away, you're talking, if you get paid weekly, that's 52 checks. That's 52 times five. That's $250. That might not sound like a lot, but if you're having trouble putting away $5 a check and then all of a sudden you find yourself with $250, get a lot of money. So first one is try to put something away. Uh, second one, and I should have probably had this one. It's the first one. Create, create, create a personal budget. Now, I've done shows on budgets. Uh, they're not hard. Uh, the real quick and dirty is you get a piece of paper, you draw a line across the top and a line down the middle. On one side of the paper, you write down all your income sources. You know, if you got a job, second job, you got rental property, you got alimony, you got child support, whatever. You write all that down. On the other side, you write down all your expenses. Okay? Uh, Take a three-month average if you have to, but your utilities, your rent or mortgage, your gas, your car note, your insurance, um, the withdrawals you take out of the bank on a regular basis to buy those little things. Write it all down, all of it, every single, everything, because you will be surprised. It's in those little things that you forget about that you don't write down that you think, oh, that's I only spending $2 a day for coffee. That's not bad. You spend $2 a day on coffee Monday through Friday. Conservative, that's 10 bucks a week. 
okay? That's $40 a month, assuming you don't get coffee on Saturday and Sunday. That's $40 a month that you're not, you're not keeping track of. If you don't keep track of your money, this is what's going to happen. It's going to go away. So build a budget. Again, line across the top, line down the middle, one side of your income, one side of all your expenses. Take a three-month average. If you, if you have a part-time job and your hours fluctuate, take a three-month average, okay, of, of what you expect to get in. At the end of it, you put a line at the bottom and you total each one. Here's what I'm bringing in. Here's what I'm taking out. Okay. When you do your income, do net. Don't worry about doing gross and taking out taxes. Just do whatever your take-home pay is. Okay, that's all we're worried about. The other pay is already account, uh, allocated for. Okay, you, but you total them up. If the income is higher than the expenses, this is how much you should theoretically be able to save every month. If it's the other way around, that's how much you're over your budget. Okay, remember gas. You got to remember to put gas in your car. Okay, if you go out to dinner three times a week. Write it down. If you've got to do that three times a month, write it down. Okay? This personal budget, the reason I say it's a personal budget is because it's yours. Nobody else has to know anything about it. This is just for you. So be honest. If you can't be honest with yourself about what you're spending, then you've got bigger trouble. Okay? So write down everything. If you, quite frankly, if you go get weed every week or whatever, write it down. Nobody's got to see this but you. And then write down everything. If you go to the hairdresser, whatever you do, write it all down. Now, what happens at the end? If your expenses are higher than your income, vice versa with the columns, if you total up your, your expenses and you total up your income and your expenses were higher than your income, that's why you're broke. But not only are you broke, now you're starting to borrow money. There's only way you can either you're borrowing from your savings or you're borrowing it from a credit card or whatever, but you're digging yourself a deeper hole, okay? So you got to get those in line. How do you get those in line? You look at that list of all your, your expenses, all the things that you spend money on, and you put a check mark next to the things that are must-haves. Your rent is a must-have. Must Most of your utilities are must-haves. Uh, you got to have heat. You got to have, you know, hot water. Um, Cable, that's an iffy one. But what are the must-haves? Your car note, you got to pay it. Again, your rent or mortgage, you got to pay it. Your insurance, you got to pay it. Your gas to go back and forth and work to work, you got to pay it. Then you get edges. What's around the edges? Um, do you need to get your hair done every week? Do you need to get a haircut every week, every other week? Do you need to? Okay. Um, maybe if you could cut down and instead of doing these things every week, you're doing every other week. That might save you $15, $20 right there, okay? But that's what you have to do. You have to be honest with yourself and go through every single thing. And once you've figured out the things that you can cut out, retotal what your expenses were without those things, okay? Maybe some things depend on each other, where if you cut this expense, you won't have this income. If you figure that out, everybody's, everybody's uh, situation is different. But once you've done that, once you've done those kinds of calculations, and then you set and do it again and retotal and see where you are. Now, say you've done this and now your income is higher than your expenses. Okay, so you're going to be saving money every month. That's the easy part. The hard part is sticking to it. If you put in your budget, I'm only going to go get a haircut other week, but then you keep going every week, you're not doing anything. If you put in your budget that I'm only going to get coffee, twice a week, 
but then you're in Dunkin' or, or Starbucks every morning in line. Well, I put it on my budget, so it's good. No. The budget is a guideline. The budget is a roadmap. But you have to drive that road to get to your destination. So just putting it down on paper is not saving you any money. What's going to save you money are the actions that you take, the actual the, the things that you actually do, okay? That is what's going to help you, okay? So that was number two, was create a personal budget. Number three, do a money challenge. There, I've seen one for, for um, a, a monthly money, money challenge, and I, or, or, I'm sorry, weekly money challenge, and I've seen a daily money challenge where you put in on the daily challenge on the first day of the month, which would be Monday, you put in a dollar. On the second day, you put in $2. The third day, you put in $3. fourth day, you put in $4. Okay, it's little incremental ways, and by the end of the month, you're putting in 30. Now, what you've done, you put that money into a, a separate pot, and by the end of the month, you have a couple hundred dollars. I haven't done the math, but I think you're going to have a couple of hundred dollars at least. If you do it on, an, on a, a weekly basis, the first week you put in a dollar, the second week you put in $2, third week you put in $3, and you keep going that way. So by November, December, you're putting in about 50 bucks a week, 48, 49, 50 bucks every week. If you do that challenge, I believe you end up with about $1,400 at the end of the year. The goal of these money challenges is to help you save money in as least painful way as possible. That's what the goal of these money challenges are. So if you do a money challenge, if you do it weekly, you do it daily, you do it monthly, whatever, the goal is to help you save a little bit of money by the end of the year without it beating up your budget. Make a resolution to do one. Try the, try the monthly one. Even if you put in $10 the first month, 20 the second month, 30 the third month, 40 by the 12th month, you're putting in $120. So you'll have, you know, doing a quick math, time ahead, about five or $600 by the end of the year by just increasing it. But, again, it's not $10 every month. It's $10 the first month. It's $20 the second month. It's $30 the third month. If you do that, you will save some money, okay? And it's kind of, it's relatively painless because as the year goes on, you will get used to having a little bit more carved out of your, your income. So that's, that's one idea is do a, do a money challenge. Um, number four, if you're not already doing this, invest in the stock market. I know the stock market is scary. It's crazy. Um, you can lose your money. Understand that. You could walk in and lose your money. So why do I say you should invest in it? Because, frankly, putting your money in the bank, the interest rate they're giving you for Safety is you'd be better off or pretty close to better off putting it under your, your mattress. Banks don't give any interest, half, 1% or whatever. they making a lot of money off you because the way money works is you give your money to the bank to hold. As soon as you give it to them, they, rent, they lend it out to somebody else. Now, they'll lend it out at 14% while they're paying you a half of 1%. Now, again, they're lending your money, and they're making a ton off your money. Okay? So – the stock market, and before you decide if you aren't in the stock market, before you decide to get in, do some research. I've done a couple of shows on, on, on investing in the stock market. Uh, I'm not an expert, but it's not hard. It is really not hard. Um, if you go in with the idea, you don't invest more than you are willing to lose or more than you can lose. So you don't go in the first, first day and put all your life savings in the stock market. Put 10 or $20, you know, assuming it's not your, all your life savings. But that's what you do. You start small and learn. Here's the thing. People get caught up about not wanting to learn. They're afraid to learn sometimes. 
do what you have to do to learn. Because the great thing about learning, once you know something, you know it. Okay? Once you know something, you totally know it. Okay? So invest in the stock market. Try to do that um, before the year's out. Learn how to, how to invest and, and do that. Okay. And the next one. Uh, contribute to your company's 401k. If your company has a 401k plan for you um, and you are not contributing to it, I urge you to do so for a couple of reasons. One is usually those those uh, contributions are pre-tax. So in effect, it lowers what your taxable income is. When we talk about taxes, the biggest thing you want to do is reduce your taxes, your adjusted gross income, your taxable income. You want to, uh, you want to um, lower that as much as possible. Um, so if you invest in, in your company's 401K, they take the money pre-tax. Okay, they take it pre-tax so it lowers what your taxable income is. Okay? Now, um, in addition to that, a lot of times companies – are uh, matching your, 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 your investment, what you put into your 401K. If they're matching, then you're kind of leaving money on the table. That's free money. That's a, really a way of doubling your money um, in, in your investment. You know, you put in 2% and they match it with another 2%, you put in 4%, okay, and it only costs you 2%. So that's the other thing. Um, Whatever you put in, if they're matching, if you're not putting in, you're just leaving money on the table. So invest in your company's 401K if you aren't already. If you are already investing in it, see if you can increase what you're putting in. You know, maybe, yeah, you can't go to Starbucks every day, but you'll be able to put a little bit more money away for uh, later in life. Uh, People say, well, I mean, I live for retirement. I'm planning to try to live to retirement. So I'm going to plan my life so that I do live or try to live there. Next one, uh, start taking your lunch, okay? Start taking your lunch to work. If you're, if you're somebody who goes out to eat every day, take your lunch a couple of days a week. It will save you a lot of money, okay? It will save you a lot of money if you just take your lunch two or three days a week. Now, because why? Most takeout lunches, most places, it's – Eight, nine bucks, depending on what you get. Maybe say round it off ten bucks. That's fifty dollars a week. That's two hundred dollars a month. That's uh twenty four hundred dollars a year in lunch. Okay. Um the goal is to keep as much money as as possible. I'm not gonna get into whether restaurants are a good value or whatever. I'm just saying, take your lunch. Take lunch in, you know. I don't have time to make it. Make time, okay? Let me tell you something. I work out pretty much every morning before work, and I have an hour and a half commute, and I'm cool with it. But I have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Do I like it? No. But that's the only way I could get up and get to work. I have to go to, I have to, go to bed at 10. It's not about what I want to do. It's what I got to do. Okay? As I get older, as we all get older, um, get these gray hairs on what's left of your hair, um, you get health issues, and I don't want any more health issues than I may already have to get. So I do what I got to do. You know. So if 
taking lunch to work. I take my lunch every day because I'm just that weird guy. Um, my cucumber and tomato salad every day because I just like cucumber and tomato salad. Um, but my point is this. Make the time. Make the time to do what you have to do. Okay? Make that time. Um, and you'll save a lot of money. Again, you, you go out to lunch, and I, I, I have friends. God bless them. They go out every day. Um, you know, I go sometimes. I'll spend $2 a day, you know, two, two, $3, maybe twice a week because I'm, I'm cheap, you know, hard-carrying cheap guy here. Just going to keep it real. But you'll be surprised how much money you'll save by just taking your, your lunch to work every day. Um, the next one. Talk to your friends and your kids about money. Now, let me break that down. Uh, where I work, we had a, 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 a lunch and learn thing we used to do where we would get together for lunch uh, maybe once a month. We would, we would, you know, everybody would bring the lunch, whatever. And we talk about money, talk about our 401Ks, you know, not just, ooh, how much you got, how much you got. No, it wasn't that. It was uh, I did a workshop with them on how to understand your, your 401K plan. Now, getting back to that, uh, with the 401Ks, uh, that's a retirement plan that your company set up. And 99% of the time, they set up a website where you can go look at your 401K. You can see what the value is. You can see how it's growing. You can see more so what you are invested in. And we did a workshop, and I took people through how to read it. It's not rocket science. That's the thing about money. It is not rocket science. It's not rocket science. So. If you just take the time, again, that whole idea of getting to know something, once you know it, you know it, and you don't have to learn it again. But take the time to look at your statements if you get them. Take the time to go to the website that tracks your retirement and understand what things are. It's not rocket science. It's not as hard as you think. They will break down everything you need to do, you know, or everything you have. They will show you what you're invested in. They will show you what class those things in. Is it risky? Is it, is it large cap companies in Asia or whatever? It will show you the class. It will show you everything about what you're invested in. Okay? And it will, you most likely it will also give you options where if you want to change what your investment is, how much is going to your, to your investment account, you can change it there. If you want to change how it's being allocated, you can go there. You can usually change future allocations and current allocations. Current allocations are what you already have. So say if you got X dollars and you have, you have $100,000, just use a round number, and you have it split between five different accounts at 20% each, and those things are growing. And you realize one or two of those aren't growing as fast, and you don't think they are going to grow as fast as the other ones. You can switch the money out of there, your current money, allocate it to the other ones that are growing faster. Okay. One of the things to remember, people might think that you missed the boat on, on a stock or on a couple of stocks because you missed some of the growth. Okay, you might have missed that growth, but chances are if a company is good, over time they will continue growing. So you might miss the first one, but you catch the second one, the third, you know, by getting into it. Okay. But that's how you can reallocate your current money. The next step is what do you do with future money? Be consistent. That's all I can suggest to you. Again, this is not, it is really not rocket science. It really isn't. 
um, and the companies will go out of their way to make it as safe, as simple as possible because they want to keep your business. And if they get a lot of complaints, people will start leaving. So you have an 800 number. You call that person or call that number a lot of times 24-7, and they will explain everything to you. They will walk you through the website. So it might sound crazy, but talk to your friends about money, about investment strategies. Um, when we were doing these lunch and learns at work, it was, you know, people still come up to me now. This is maybe six or seven months ago. We, we haven't done one since. And they come to me now, thank me. Um, I wasn't the only one leaving. I did one. A couple other people did some, you know, but we all got together on a regular basis. And people are still today thanking me and probably other people as well for teaching them about money. Because, again, once you know it, you know it. It's not like you know it and then i got to reteach you. But if you're interested in your money, this is something that's worth learning about. And a lot of people don't get that, that it's a lot, you know, it's money makes the world go round. And a lot of people go to a job and they get a job and they stay there for 30, 40, or 50 years or whatever. And when they retire, they get their gold watch and their pension and their retirement savings. And maybe they've been saving from day one and those little incremental savings have caused the innate and they're sitting pretty. Come retirement time, they are sitting on a wad of cash, you know, because they just consistently do it. Um, they may not have watched their money grow, but they're doing it, okay? Now, um, some people won't pay attention to it, and what end up happening is when they go to retire, they won't have anything or they won't have enough. They'll have to get a part-time job. And then they'll realize, oh, wow, I've been putting – you know, my company was matching up to 5% of my 401k contributions, and I've only been putting in 1% for the last 40 years. And all of a sudden, it's time to retire, and they got nothing. And they never looked at what they had. They never looked at what, uh, how much they were saving, what percentage, or could they save more, okay? My point is, take a look at it. You know, if it's bad, it's bad. If, you, if you're behind the gun, you're behind the gun. But it's better to know that now then start making plans to retire and go see the world and then find out you ain't got enough money to make it to the corner, okay? So look at it. So talk to your friends about investment. You don't have to get into anybody's Kool-Aid and find out what anybody makes or nothing like that, but talk to your friends about their investment strategies. Are they investing? Because just the fact that you ask, they might go, you know, I'm glad you asked. I haven't looked at my money in a long time. And then they'll go look at it and they'll go, oh, man, I'm glad you did ask because I really got to get this done. I really got to do something over here because this is not – I'm not doing anything with this money. I'm not I'm – not, this money is not growing. Um, I know somebody who had a family member who was a um, financial advisor, and they were like, oh, we'll take care of your money. And when we looked at their statements, me and this person looked at their statements, we realized over the last year or so they lost some money. You know, it wasn't stolen. It's just – the investments they were in had dropped, and it was obvious that their cousin, who is a financial advisor, uh, wasn't paying attention to the statements. Because if had they been paying attention, they would have talked to the person and said, "Hey, you need to get out of this because this is not making you any money." But they were the family. Everybody in the family let this person handle their money, and this person was like, "You guys are small potatoes compared to my big clients," and they weren't paying attention. It's up to you to watch your money. Okay, it's up to you to watch your money. What was it? Somebody rich once said they pay somebody to watch their money, and then they pay somebody to watch the people that are watching their money. Okay, 
Um, so the other side of that, I said, talk to friends. Also talk to your kids. Why talk to your kids? Because they're going to be adults one day. And frankly, we don't want our kids to come out of high school as dumb as we were when we respect to money. To your kids. I'm not trying to say you make your kid a financial wizard at age nine, but as you learn about financial matters, about investing, talk to your kids about it. You know, get them to the point where they understand that, yeah, my first paycheck, i got to make sure I start putting money away. And if I put money away in my first paycheck and, and keep consistently doing that, by the time I retire, I'll be all sitting pretty. And it will be relatively painless. This is what gets me. So a lot of times it is relatively painless to uh, put away a little bit every month for 40 years. You do that, and you will have something at the end of that time when it's time to retire, okay? So talk to your kids about investing. Talk to them. Talk to them. Your kids, your, your spouse especially, even your siblings, talk to them about financial planning, and everybody pool their knowledge. The last one I had was set a financial goal for, this, for next year. It Maybe it's I want to pay off something this year. I want to have this much cash in the bank by the end of the year. But set some type of financial goal for yourself. Okay, whatever it is, set set some goal so that you have something to strive for. Okay, because without a goal, what was it? Herm Edwards said it best. Without a goal, uh, a wish is a dream because you have no goal. Unless you have a goal or something you are striving to get to, you will not get to anything. Okay, and I'm I'm just telling from experience. You you don't set a you say I'm just gonna save some money. Yep, you save some money, and at the end of that time period, you got four dollars and fifty cents. Well, that's some money. But if you say I want to save, you know, by the end of this month, I want to have X amount of more dollars in the bank after I paid my bills. Okay. Well, to get that, what do we got to do? Well, if I go, if I want to hit this, I got to cut out this, this, and this that I don't, that aren't, that that aren't needs, their wants. You know, I got to cut out my, you know, I can't go to Starbucks every day of the week. Maybe I can only go three days a week, but I'm doing that so that I can, I can do this other thing. When people take seasonal jobs in retail, one of the big reasons they do is because they got a goal. Okay, so you take the job and you do what you have to do. Okay, but don't don't just make a goal that you have no intention of of of, of achieving. Okay, don't don't do that. Don't set a goal that's unrealistic. Don't say I'm going to have I want to have ten thousand dollars in the bank uh, by the end of this year, and you only make thirty thousand dollars a year. Not realistic. Okay, but set a set a small goal. Set a small target. Set a target every month if you have to. If you, if it, if you have to set one every week, okay, just set a small goal, okay? And every week or every time period, you do something on that goal so that by the end of the year, you will have done everything, and you will that will make it a bigger, better likelihood that you will achieve. Let me run through them real quick. The first one was put away something every paycheck. Again, you know, people call it pay yourself first. Just try to put something away, put something in a, in a glass jar. The second one was create a personal budget. Went over how to do it. Create a personal budget. There's nothing better than knowing why you're broke, okay, and knowing once you get it in your mind, okay, 
I got to do this and this so that when you're out and about and you're about to do something, you're about to spend some money or whatever on something, and you realize, no, if I do that, I won't be able to hit this goal. So, yeah, set a personal budget. Third was do a money challenge, a monthly or weekly or annual, um, a daily, whatever one you want to do. The fourth was invest in the stock market. Put some money into the stock market. It's, it's scary, but you know what? That half of 1% the bank is giving you, and there's millions of people a day who make money in the stock market. Big, the rich people, that's where they make their money. Um, fifth one was contribute to your, country, your company's 401K. If you're not contributing already, contribute some money to your 401K. Um, six was start taking your lunch to work instead of eating out every day. You save a ton of money by eating out. Talk to your kids and friends about money. Talk to them, talk to them, talk to them. As you learn stuff, share it. Okay. And finally, set a financial goal. So anyway, that's it. That was my 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 New Year's resolutions for you. Uh, I'll be back next year with something. I don't know when. I don't know why. But when I find something to talk about, I'll definitely come back. Uh, maybe on later on in today with uh, uh, resolutions for getting rid of trifling people in your lives. That's a big resolution. So I'm writing that right now. So if I don't talk to you, have a very safe New Year. We will see you next year, everybody. Take care, y'all. Bye-bye.